You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey there, and welcome to a crossover episode of Fly on the Call, featuring Brandon from Audio Addiction. That's right, he interviewed me for his backstage press series, which went up on his YouTube channel last night, and today he's on the pod. Brandon has been working on Audio Addiction for four years and has amassed nearly 1,200 album reviews, band interviews, and live sets. We talk about his preparation, passion, relationships, and long-term goals for audio addiction, so be sure to stay tuned. have you been listening to lately to kind of keep you going i know i feel like a lot of people are diving into stuff from their past but you know another handful are diving into stuff that's coming out (laughs) um in my past wow all right um i guess i guess one band that i've been listening to a lot that's like an older band that i've been listening to is uh seosin um more preferably the self-titled i um i'm a big record collector i love collecting vinyl um so whenever i get a chance to pick up some stuff which it's been a little bit harder in quarantine um (laughs) but uh i would say that one's probably been i've been listening to the self-title a lot um besides maybe like older bands uh usually it's whatever i'm reviewing next i try to i try to devote a lot of time to it especially if i can get to it earlier Mm -hmm. um that's awesome and usually i try to get that done as as quickly as i can um, just depending upon like, you know, when the album's released and stuff like that. So generally, if you ask me this question every week, it would change. <laughs> but generally, generally, it's whatever I'm reviewing this week, which uh, happens to be uh, the Wise Man Fears uh, newest record. Um, they're going to be releasing that on Sharp Tone Records, uh, I think next week, which mm-hmm. is nuts. So I'm very excited for them. Longtime friends. Um, and I have been keeping that a secret for like i think a year like i oh, wow. they had they had like hinted it at me and they're like well if you guess um we will just nod our head yes if it is if it is true and we'll shake our head no if it's wrong and i was like and i was like you guys are signing with and i had to take like a moment of time to kind of like figure out what what uh label they're gonna go with and i was like <laughs> maybe they might go fearless i don't know and I was like, I think it might be sharp tone. So I said sharp tone and they like hesitated for a second. And I knew that was, <laughs> I knew that was it. I didn't caught have them off guard. caught them off guard. They like didn't know. And they were like, you can't tell anybody like fair enough. But as long as I, as long as I get to know about it and that is actually true and you can f- 
confirm that that's truth, then <laughs> I'm super stoked for you guys. So uh, their stuff, um, maybe excluding that, uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Dayseeker. I love that band so much. Um, really into their music a lot lately. And then kind of a pop act that I think would throw a lot of people. Um, I've been listening to um, the band Camino. They're awesome. Um, so those, those I, I would say out of all of the bands currently, those are probably the ones that I'm listening to this week of uh, May 19th. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and you mentioned like all the reviews you do, which is like, it's always, it always astounds me how much like just sheer content you put out. But oh, thank like, you. What, as someone who uh, is, I, I definitely sway more towards interviews than reviews. Like, what kind of preparation goes into your reviews? Like, you're able to speak for so long about the albums. Like, how well do you know these, and how many like notes do you have? Okay, so I'll give you a little backstory because I don't, I don't think I've ever talked about this, and I was, you know, not not to like obviously pump you up, but you you do some really great podcasts, so I knew <laughs> going into this, I was like. Scott's going to have some good questions for me, so I'm very <laughs> sick to answer them. Um, there goes, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. I think people, I, I think people discount how much work actually goes into doing these like inter- interviews, like re- reviews and stuff like that. And I'm sure you know, because you've, and I listen to your podcast and I'm like, like Scott's got it. I like, he just, <laughs> he just knows what's up. And so um, again, privileged to be a part of it. But uh, to answer your question, a lot of times, a lot of like a lot of time goes into it. I'll probably depending upon how early I get it. Um, it can be anywhere between like God. Uh, uh, I would say the max amount of times I listened to a record, which I would say still has not been beaten yet, was I got Picturesque's newest record, um, and that released last month. And I had that for I think a total of like three months or something like that three or four months which was way before like press had it way before anybody had it like i just i know the guys in picturesque so they just we'll just send it to you no problem (laughs) and i was just like really you're gonna send it to me and they're like yeah just tell me your email we'll send it over so i wind up having that for a couple months and i probably had listened to that uh somewhere in the ballpark of maybe like a hundred to maybe like 150 times which is way overkill usually but (laughs) I I was just like I have to I have to devote some time to it but average I probably spend about maybe um anywhere between like I, I try to shoot between maybe like 25 at the very minimum maybe to like 75 maybe pushing 100 listens from like when I get it to, you know, when I inevitably post it. Sometimes turnarounds a little quicker. It really depends on whether it's an EP or an album and how long the album is. Cause you can have an album that's like eight songs and that's usually a dream. And <laughs> then you could have a record that's like 18 songs and they're all like, you know, roughly two to three minutes. So it's, it's a lot of time. And I usually sit down, I'll like have it up on like whatever, you know, whatever software I use to like upload my music to. And then I have a Sony Walkman. So I put all my music on there, which I I think most people would find that very strange because everybody, you know, streams their music. Um, And I don't know, I'm just an old person and I like having (laughs) the songs on like a device. And also just because the the Walkman has like Bluetooth. So I just pair it to my car, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I'll sit down. If I know I'm ready to record the review, I'll usually, I have a notepad sitting next to me right here, which no one can see. I'm so used to doing YouTube videos. So I could have just like held it. I literally held it up for like two <laughs> seconds. And I was like, oh wait, this is, this is audio. So no one's going to see it. Uh, but uh, that, that's the products of being a YouTuber. But um, yeah, I write down all of them, which is, I think most people, again, would not assume that. But like when I go to record the videos where I'm like sitting at right now in front of my computer, I will have the notebook in front of the screen where I'm recording it. And I'll just be not like reading off of it directly, but kind of like paraphrasing and kind of getting the idea of like how to word stuff and how to, you know, punch it out. But generally speaking, yeah, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of investment that goes into it. So when people ask me and they're like, Oh, we released this record like last month. And I'm like, I hate to say it to you, but like, I was like, I don't know when I'll be able to get to this. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I spend a lot of time and I feel like I devote a lot of effort to it. So I want to make sure that the person that is, you know, putting the time in to make the music and stuff like that, I'd want them to watch my review and be like, oh my God, this guy spent like so much time, like, you know, like little finesse things that are in this <laughs> record. So I feel like I try to do it a justice, you know, to the band and, you know, how how much time they spend in the studio recording it. So mm -hmm. I want to spend like a good amount of time really like digesting it and listening to it so I can really get out a good reveal so mm -hmm. they have an idea of how the record sounds. For sure. Yeah. And like, you know, going off of that, like obviously that limits the amount of in uh, reviews you can do and stuff too. So like, oh, sure. how do you kind of like narrow it down? Is it literally just the ones that like stand out to you most? Um, usually it depends. Like I try to do a lot of smaller bands just cause that is my niche. That's what I love doing. And I know, you know, I, I say this a lot of times to bands, like after I'm done with the interview is that like, you know, the whole reason I started doing audio addiction was because like, I'm really passionate about music much like yourself. Um, and so, you know, as in an age where it's so hard to be a band and just like, you could have your music out there and people could like not know about you whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think for me as, as a reviewer to not be like, you know, an Anthony Fantano or like <laughs> somebody larger that does like, you know, that has these millions and millions of people that, you know, find out about, you know, bands and stuff. And I think he does a great job of kind of, you know, doing the like sort of larger bands and every once in a while, whatever he's feeling, I feel like he does like, you know, maybe a niche band that people wouldn't expect him to view or whatever. <laughs> um, but I try to spend a primarily most of my time doing smaller bands if I can. And as you know, in this genre, it's, a, it's very easy to find smaller bands, you know, to do this sort of stuff with. So um, I do my best to try to get to whatever I can get to. It's, it's, it's very tough. And I, like I said, I hate saying no. And I generally don't. I just kind of like push it off, which <laughs> I'm kind of revealing now that that I'm doing that. But uh, it's I mean it in like the best possible way. And I, and I actually have a new series that I'll be coming up with, uh, hopefully out soon, uh, where I'll actually just be doing albums I missed out like live. Like I'll just be listening to to the record, and I'll kind of give you more of like an inside look to like how I go through the review process and like how long it actually takes because. It mm -hmm. does take a while and I'm hoping to kind of do something more like spitball, more like 
right off the top of my head, what do I think about this song or what do I think about the songs on the record collectively? Mm-hmm. I think that would be easier for me to put out as well <laughs> as people being able to see content more frequently. And also maybe just some engagement in the chat would be really cool too. Mm-hmm. So something like that, I'm hoping to kind of counterbalance that. I'm always trying to think of the next thing with the channel. And so for me, it's like, I hate saying no, but I want to <laughs> try to get it out. So I, I'm going to try to do my best. So hopefully this this interview will hold me, hold me to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just like, I looked at like how many videos you have and it's like close to 1200, which is truly crazy. But like, how do you kind of like stay organized and also find time to like, you know, think of like these new ideas with so much output constantly? Well, thank you. Uh, Honestly, it, it kind of blows me away because I'll look, I'll every once in a while, like, and it sounds super narcissistic, but like, I'll look at my channel and be like, man, I was like, there's so much content on here. I was like, how do I find the strength to just continue to do it? Um, but I guess, how do I stay organized? Ironically enough, it's my phone. Um, I have a calendar. I try to keep to that calendar. Um, I have a smaller, more written out calendar, which again, I'm trying to look for it as if this is a video <laughs> again. And I, I don't know why, but that's just the instinct. Um, but I have a small little notebook that I have written out with like the dates, you know, I post five days a week now, which originally I was only posting three days a week and then album reviews were kind of like sporadic. They weren't on kind of a schedule. Um, Mm -hmm. he says it was just whenever I was able to pump them out. And so I try to do one a week if I can. Um, but again, with five videos, it's kind of tough. Um, so I, I keep a schedule on that. I keep it physically. I keep it in my phone. Um, and I just plan, honestly. It's, it, it took a lot of years. I'd say the first year, it was uh, not as bad because I don't think I was punching out as much content. But then once we got into like year two and it was just me, um, it, 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 was, it, was kind of a, it was kind of an awakening because you like realize you're like, I only have this many hours in a day. I get home at this time. I have this many hours to either like edit something or review it, you know, X, Y, Z, or, you know, maybe I'm just like, I just want to go home and take a nap. And then I do that. And then I go work on it. And then I say I'm far too late. And then I wind up, you know, getting up hella late after that. And then I have to like rush into work. Um, so it's all about scheduling, honestly. If I can tell anybody that wants to get into YouTubing and wants to do this sort of thing, I would say my best advice to you is get a schedule. Like, really start out, plan it out, figure out like how you wanna how you wanna like word things, how you want things to kind of be arranged. And um, the way I come up with content, I guess, would be I, I just every year, and my mom t- told me this like. Uh, we were talking about it, which is a uh, shout to Mama Z. But um, I, we, we were talking about it and she's just like, I just think it's so cool how like every year you take like some time to think about like the next thing, like next thing you're going to do for the channel. And I think it's, I think it's like the business mentality in my head. Like I went to school for marketing and I got my bachelor's in marketing. So I'm always trying to think of like this as a small business. If you're in a small bit, if you own a small business, you're like, you're always trying to think of the next thing. Like what's, what's hot? Like what's, what's 
what do people want to see? I generally ask like some friends that are close to the channel, like, what do you guys think about this? Do you think I should do this? Do you think I shouldn't do this? Like, you know, obviously at the end of the day, it's my decision, but I like to have that sort of input and see if it would be something that would, you know, interest, you know, maybe a select handful or like more of my friends list that are like, yo, I think this is a really good idea or no, nah, I'm not really feeling it. And I mm-hmm. try to get people that are pretty, I want to say abrasive because that sounds like a bad word, but like, I feel like I give people, I ask people like that will give me an honest opinion on it mm-hmm. and be like, I don't think that's good for your channel or, you know, maybe you should try something else or no, that sounds like a dope idea. You should. So <laughs> I think that's it. And again, it's, it, I think it's the process of taking it like a small business and kind of, and kind of using that sort of mentality to grow the channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned, um, you know, a couple of times you're kind of like instinct to show something on uh, to the quote unquote camera that doesn't exist in this uh, format. <laughs> um, and like, obviously it makes sense as far as like the marketing and stuff that you mentioned, but like, what was it kind of, that kind of like drew you to YouTube and keeps you uh, continuing with the platform? Oh, okay. That's a good one. I like Scott. Um, <laughs> I, well, I'll give you the backstory on a little, like, you know, spark notes of audio addiction. So I went to, I'm not going to say the college because I feel like then I would kind of give away where I kind of remotely where I live. So I'm not trying to get doxxed on the internet. (laughs) Um, But I went to a local college and I had just, I think I had just gotten my associate's degree and I was just like, where do I want to go to college next? And then I wound up picking like a local college because it gave me a good like scholar, you know, like a good like intermediate scholarship to go to this college. And towards the end, I think I was in my senior year and I remember this, I was like sitting in like um, a break room at the campus and I was just like, what am I going to do with my college degree? Like, I think everybody that goes to college has those thoughts you know they they're just like what am I going to do with my life and I was just like I really just didn't know so I was just like you know I really love music I really love to be in the industry I don't know anybody um but you know what you know I didn't know that all this was going to happen either again this (laughs) was all four years ago so it's a little different now um but I had I had thought to myself I was just like I I think I should just do something with music I don't know how I'm going to do it but I should do something and I was just like, you know, a lot of people do YouTube as a platform. And I was just like, I don't know if there's like a medium for it. I don't know if there's a space for it, but I was just like, it's YouTube. Like I've seen everything from like funny dog meme videos to like, <laughs> you know, to like serious videos, like, uh, um, you know, Gary V's on there too. And I, I, I take him as a heavy inspiration to like starting out the channel. And I was like, I think I should do YouTube. I think I should just try it out, see where it goes um, and go from there basically. And originally the idea of audio addiction was supposed to be more so like a, like news, like music news that was happening and like having it be more of like a talk show sort of format thing, Mm -hmm. Um, which inevitably if you, if you've been with the channel long enough, it didn't end up being that way. And now it's, went from four to one now um and so uh I think it I think it gave me that thought perspective and like I was originally if it wasn't gonna do well I was just gonna just stop doing the whole YouTube thing and just close it out which in hindsight now I think would have been a mistake obviously but 
um I'm glad I stuck with it because there was that first year was pretty interesting. And I would also say it was pretty rough. Cause I was just like, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know if like people wanted to see it and stuff like that. And you, I think you wrestle with the idea of like growth as an individual and you're, and I think that, you know, like when you see other YouTubers and other YouTube channels get big, you're like, you can't help but feel like, I wish I was that guy or I was wish that like my channel was bigger or something like that. And I think that over the, over the years that I've kind of done it now, I've just lessened that and been like, you know what, whatever opportunities happen with audio addiction, you know, I either make it myself and go and get it or like, you know, I just allow it to just come to me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of, a lot of positive things that have happened, just, I I just let go. Like I just let it happen let things rock. And if it comes to me, cool. If it doesn't, then, you know, there's always next time. So I always try to keep a positive outlook and just, and just try to like see what happens and just ride the wave, you know, who knows what's going to happen. So. For sure. That's awesome. And like pie in the sky dream, what like right now would you want audio addictions like final form to be, or like, what would you want it to be like a bridge Ooh. to? Okay. This is, I, this is good too. Cause I, I almost had a feeling you were going to ask this. Um, <laughs> Just, you know, the whole interviewer instinct comes out. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I was talking about this. I think I had talked about this with Sos. Um, not on a podcast. It, so this would be the f- most formal way of, of elaborating it. But <laughs> um, my ultimate goal for audio addiction would be kind of like a, like a pseudo label almost. Like I've garnered a lot of people doing this whole YouTube thing. And I've really created some really awesome friendships across this United States and worldwide. And um, I'd love to build kind of like a conglomerate of people that, you know, do press, do like, you know, digital art, stuff like that. Um, Do, you know, obviously things themselves. Um, But I would treat it more so as like a DIY sort of a thing. Like I have all of the like assets with me like I know people that do graphic arts I know people that do press or I know people that do xyz thing and I can give you a bunch of options to choose from and like you know you can rock with it or if if this person works for you then awesome if this person doesn't work with you like I have two other options that might work or three options or kind of like I don't even want to say like kind of like a car buying sort of way of doing it, but just like I, I want to kind of find that happy medium of like people that, you know, are passionate about their music, but maybe don't have the necessary tool to get to that next level or, to, you know, or to have the resources that I do YouTube. So mm-hmm. I'd love to kind of finagle that in some way. Obviously I feel like it's a little bit harder now, um, but I I feel like down the line, that's something that I, I want to do. And I've kind of dabbled, I've kind of dipped my foot in it a little bit. Um, I did some um, uh, digital marketing for this band out of Pittsburgh called uh, Second to Safety. Uh, they're awesome. They're like math rock indie. And they had approached me about doing some press work for them. So um, during the months of January and February of this year and into December, um of last year i you know jumped on their team for a bit and i helped them kind of push their record and stuff and um yeah so that so the i really liked that a lot and i i liked being more involved with that um Hmm. 
but I also feel like I'd love to kind of be like, like just the, the overall like overseer of that. Like, I don't know, I want to say manager, but I like would like to have that sort of title of like, you know, I know all these people, you know, hopefully we can try to get something to work where, you know, they're excited about, you know, putting their music out and the people that I have on my team, you know, are excited to put this music out and help them kind of achieve what they want to do. So that is the ultimate goal. I would, I've been putting, I think I put like a 10 year cap on it if I can do it in 10 years, which I mean, is a long time, but 10 years comes by quick. I mean, I've been doing this for four years, so. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, it's really cool. It, It makes a lot of sense to me. You saying that, like, I feel like you kind of are all about like, these connections and relationships. Um, like I see some of the bands that you've interviewed like four times and stuff. Um, <laughs> like, like what is it that kind of like appeals to you about like being that person to have like all those connections is kind of like knowing a little bit about everyone and stuff. I think it's necessarily like, um, I love knowing anthologies about bands. Like, I don't know. It just might be the music nerd in me, but I, I love like knowing the history about a band. Like, how they started out, like, you know, how they kind of like got to the point where they're at now, whether, you know, they're like a smaller band that like no one knows about or like a larger band that has been doing it for years or something like that. I think that's always appealed to me as not only, you know, like a fan of the music, but I think that indirectly, like when I was really starting to get into music, that was something that I was like, you know, I like that. That's really cool. And I don't think a lot of people are maybe telling that sort of state or like looking at it from that angle. They're more so like, yeah, you released a new record. That's sick. Like we're going to talk about that. But I think it's important to kind of have, for me at least, a mix of like people knowing about the band and having the history behind it, but also Mm -hmm. like knowing their music and like loving it for that reason. Because there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of backstory behind like songs and stuff like that or like lyrics or whatever it may be and you know maybe they don't get touched upon as much because people don't know the backstory behind the band or like why they wrote this song or you know why they do all these sorts of things because I think there's a lot more depth in there if you're willing to look for it (laughs) for sure yeah I mean that's something I feel like I get into like those nitty gritty details sometimes too. And it's like some of my favorite questions to ask artists is just to kind of like, you know, especially if it's like kind of like a random thing that I picked up on something that's, you know, not necessarily the brand new album that just came out, but like bringing something else back up and kind of like seeing their reaction to it is always fun. (laughs) I have you, have you done that with, have you done that with any of the bands that you've had on where you've been like, Hey, look at this old record you created. Like, what do you, what do you think about it now? Yeah, I mean, the the most obvious example of that that stands out would be um, like when I did the 10-year Shipwreck in the Sand with Shane Told from Silverstein. Yeah. It was like so much fun kind of like diving back into that. And um, like I brought up uh, some like, I think it was like on All Music or whatever that has like, you know, the music credits. It listed like Silverstein's original guitarist as the writer for The End which I was oh, like, really? I've never heard of that or seen reference to that. So I asked him about it and it was like that song kind of like predated, like it was like before when broke is easily fixed even came out. And he like told me like the whole story about that. And it was like, you know, just really cool to have that, you know, as something that is like citable on Wikipedia even now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's stuff you don't know about. Like, again, that's like, that's the reason why I'll have like bands on three or four times or, or something like that is because, 
like a lot of the times I'll have them on because it's just almost to me like a tradition. Like when I go out, you know, when we were able to go to shows, I know it sounds <laughs> ridiculous to say now, but, um, but yeah, like when, uh, whenever I have friends of mine that I've known for a good bit doing this, um, I love having them on again because it's almost like having a conversation with a friend and it's not just like formulaic or like boring to me because <laughs> now I'm able to go even deeper because I know them more personally and I know that they would be able to give me more insight into it or more depth to it than, you know, maybe with somebody else that they don't know as well. So I try to do it and generally I just ask to do it just because I think it's fun and I enjoy doing interviews. So I mean, not to say that, like, if they were just like, yo, man, we're playing this show, like, you don't have to interview us. Like, you know, you just come out, we'll just get you in or whatever. Um, that's cool. But I, I love, I, I don't know, there's some aspect about me that's just, I, I need to do the interview for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I mean, like, going off of that, how do you kind of like prepare differently for interviews versus like your album reviews? Um, I think I try to do, especially if it's a band that I'm unfamiliar with, I try to listen to their music first and foremost. I think that's the best way to kind of, um, determine of whether or not, like, I feel like any music is really impactful, but there's definitely some bands that I've had on that I like, I haven't known that I'm like, wow, this, this band's really cool. And like, I didn't even know anything about them and like, they're killing it. Like, how do people not know about this band? Um, I'll give one shout out or I'll give a few, but the one that sticks out in my head the most is this band from, from Canada called Widmore. Um, they're kind of like uh, if issues was more of a boy band um, and had like more pop elements to it, even though they're like still like a heavy kind of metalcore band. Um, I had approached them because I think I had found their music like randomly. It was just like a, a Facebook ad. And generally I don't click on them just cause they're everywhere and it's like cancer, but, um, <laughs> but for some reason I, I in, in my head and in my gut, I was just like, click on this and watch it. So I never go, I never stray away from that. So I clicked on it and I watched it and I was just like blown away. I was just like, wow, this band is so cool. I need to reach out to them. They must be massive. Like they have to be a big band. And I checked their page and they had like, 200 likes or something like that and i was just like did i just like stumble across a gem like did is this is this a gem like i didn't even know <laughs> and so i hit them up and and they were like dude we watch your stuff like you're killing it why would you hit us up like and i was just like that and that and that to me is like the reason why i think i continue to sh like press forward to do it because like there's definitely and i'd say probably more recently just because like the whole virus thing like I've been definitely dealing with some like mental health issues and stuff like that, which I don't really care to disclose to a lot of people. So now I'm disclosing it on a podcast. So <laughs> will be me. Uh, but I, I feel like, you know, like when you're punching out five videos a week and you're, you know, spending a primarily most of your time, like inside and any time that you extra time that you spend, like you're trying to work out your brand or you're like trying to come up with merch ideas or you're trying to like, you know, edit the week's videos or like you're trying to work on a review or something like that. It, it can become tumultuous. So, um, you know, I think that for myself, like it's good to be in that good mental spot, but getting back to my, I tangent a little <laughs> bit, but um, getting back to the whole Whitmore thing, that's what keeps me going is like ba when bands like 
check out my stuff and they're like i like already like your stuff and like why are you messaging my band because like we are not even worthy to be on this channel and i i think that i've always taken the approach of being like or at least i try to be uh friendly doing this sort of stuff because it's just like there are so many great bands out there that don't get a lot of love or attention and so i'm hoping to just kind of you know find these awesome bands and share them with me it's almost like kind of i want to say like almost like an internet message board where i'm just like here's some great bands that i found out about like this week you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i i just hope that you know inevitably these bands either get signed or they get or or you know like get bigger because you know as much as i want my channel to succeed i want them to succeed just as much and so i try to I try to find that balance between being an interviewer, but also just being a cool friend. And like, mm-hmm. it's always, it's always a great opportunity and a great time to like speak with bands that I've known for a while. Cause again, like I had mentioned prior, like it doesn't feel like I'm just like asking them questions. It's just like, I had, I had this thing about your band that I just like needed to know and they'd be able to tell me. And it's yeah, just, for sure. <laughs> it, it's like that familial thing. So, and I'm sure, you know, cause you've, you've done some, really sick interviews and stuff like that so i try to try to you know i know you haven't been doing as long but i've definitely been taking cues from what you've been doing scott (laughs) well thank you yeah and i mean like obviously when i found your reviews and interviews they like stuck with me and i think at that point you were kind of like i don't think you'd even hit like a thousand subscribers yet and now i just checked and you're kind of like you're close to two you're like 17 whatever um like what was there what was like the biggest difference between gaining that first thousand and like the second towards the second thousand oh wow okay i didn't i haven't really thought about this honestly (laughs) um you know i I, and it's gonna sound super narcissistic again but it's not i swear to you but I don't really think about the numbers, honestly. Like, I'll look at them just because, like, from a metric standpoint, and I'm just curious, like, to see, like, engagement, like, if people like it and stuff. Like, you know, if if the time if the time value is worth the investment of doing it, which to me, even if I'm not feeling it, it's always worth it because um, it always makes my day that much better. Where I could watch an interview again and be like oh my God, I remember that like yesterday. It was so funny. It was such a great interview. Like even our interview, like I re I basically, when I go to edit it, I rewatch it again just to make sure there's no like anything that I need to cut out or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I like, I think for me, it's like, I, I really don't pay attention to that thing. It's just like, to me, it's, I want to continue doing it because I love doing it and I enjoy doing it. And I think that you know, when inevitably audio addiction stops or maybe not, um, I want to look back on it and have like these, these aspects of my life and be like, wow, like I did all that sort of stuff. And also maybe it would just like, you know, whenever it comes to time to have kids and stuff that I'd be like, Hey, look, your dad was cool. Or my kids would be (laughs) like, nah, that's, I don't like that dad. That's not cool. I don't like that. That's not cool. You know, like (laughs) I want to go back on YouTube and be able to watch my videos. Like a, you know a decade or two from now and all my kids be like dad come on you stop showing my friends your youtube videos from you know 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> oh it'll be like uh america's funniest home videos oh YouTube yeah edition. 100% <laughs> it will be bad i don't I, I hope this doesn't happen and this podcast will you know tentatively i don't know cuz i'm not i'm not don't know what the future holds but if the podcast is still up at this point then 
this this would be pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah and i mean we hit on the two of the legs of like audio addiction and the third one is kind of like the live videos which mm-hmm. obviously have like so many of them it's crazy how, how you get out to that many concerts let alone film them um, but like have you noticed um like an uptick in views or like the way people are interacting with those older videos now that like everyone's stuck inside and not able to go to concerts oh man well first of all it's extremely sad and that that breaks my heart it does break my heart genuinely because i'm like i was saying i was saying this to a friend the other day i'm just like i'm going through concert with withdrawal right now like (laughs) i need to be at a show um but but yeah i i honestly yeah i've seen a pretty decent uptick in in video like especially the live video sets um and i've actually had bands like reach out to me and they've been like yeah this is really cool um so for me it's it's cool to see that and it's cool to again like the whole being a band nerd and enjoying that sort of stuff it's cool to look back and be like wow their their set has changed over the years in like either a good way or a bad way which generally (laughs) it's never a bad way. Cause I, you know, I try to come at it from a positive aspect, but, um, but yeah, I've seen, I've seen a decent amount of uptick in terms of that. I think people are just like stressed out because they can't go to a show and I, I'm in the same canoe. So I can totally, I could totally feel with that. But, um, but yeah, generally it's been that, um, but I hope to see kind of an uptick all around, you know, I loved, I actually, I don't think a lot of people know this is that I actually love doing that, that kind of like live video aspect of stuff. Um, and it's a lot harder than I think people give it credit for because um, there's been plenty of times where I'll be at a venue and they're like, you can't do this or something like that. And I have to like finagle my way through, which again, <laughs> I probably shouldn't be saying that now because I'm I, next time shows come around, I may, may or may not be able to record them. So I kind of uh, put myself in the hole there. But um, but yeah, like I'll try to do what I can to like get sets however I can get them. And nine times out of 10, I think people that, especially in the kind of Philadelphia area, um, I think they know me at this point where they're just like, oh, you have a backpack, you got your gear. Like I've seen you, you know, three times this week, like you're cool <laughs> with just taking videos, you know? Um, so how, and then to answer a question about how often I go to shows, it, it was a lot, like genuinely it was a lot of shows and it was a lot of me like asking my job to leave early so that I could like go there (laughs) to do a review, an interview and then like to film the live set. And then I would drive back home, get home at maybe like a little past midnight chill for like you know, 30 minutes to an hour and then try to go to bed and then wake up and do the same, same stuff all over again. Um, but I, yeah, I would, I would spend any, I've basically spent every waking moment that I can to, you know, do music stuff. So, um, I, I, any opportunity that I get, I try to take advantage of it. Um, and you know, I, I have a lot of, you know, awesome people that I've worked with. I know you've had Natalie on Big Picture Media. Shouts, Natalie. Um, come on, Natalie, because, you know, we've been emailing back and forth, but I figured, you know, if you watch Scott's podcast, <laughs> then there's a very good chance, you know, you'll hear my my plea to have you on. So, um, and I know we've been talking about it. It's just things haven't lined up. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I genuinely love working with all the people that I get press from. They're all wonderful people in their own right and 
Um, it's been cool getting to know most of them that I, that I've been able to work with so far um, on the new newest series, uh, which I had you on, ironically enough, which is going out. Well, whenever this goes out, it would already be out now. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Everyone should go check it out right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, and I mean, you mentioned, you know, concert withdrawal. What is like your ideal lineup for when concerts come back? Oh man, I knew I knew you were gonna ask this, and every time I get it hurts me because I there's so many great bands out there. So, um, are we? I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this with some bands have asked me this in 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 conjunction with that question. Are we talking about like an active like a band that's still active? Sure. Let's say a three band bill at whatever your favorite venue is, okay. uh, as big or as small as you want. <laughs> okay. 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 Cool. I needed some parameters cause I could just probably go wild with that. Um, <laughs> favorite venue. That one's easy. Uh, it'd either be a tie. Well, it'd be t- a tie between either, uh, the Fillmore in Philadelphia or union transfer in Philadelphia, both awesome venues. I, genuinely don't have issues with either of those venues um so i i'd have to say that honorable mention voltage lounge um just because i love philly so i had to give three (laughs) options for some reason um bands um oh man i'm trying to think if i should do one that makes sense or just go like um man it's weird when you have the question asked to you when you do (laughs) ask when you ask all the questions so oh man this is going to be on the internet too. So I have to, <laughs> I have to choose wisely. Uh, I think I have to go with, I'm, I'm looking at one of my posters in my room. Uh, I have to go with I the mighty. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, I had them on to interview last year. Uh, and I almost cried because it was such a great experience and they're all wonderful dudes. So shouts to I the mighty. So I'd say them, um, um, you know, I'll go with a I'll go with a more poppy lineup because I think that would I think that would throw people off. So I would do <laughs> I would do the opener band since you say it's a three band bill. I would think the band to open would be the band Camino. As I mentioned before, check them out. They're a great like pop rock band. Um, they've done some really cool collaborations. I think the most current one they did was with uh, All Time Low on their most recent record. Um, and then they also have their own material out. Uh, their EP Try Hard is so good. I love it. Um, I would put I the Mighty second because I feel like they're definitely bigger than the band Camino. Um, not by much, I feel like, but in the same ballpark. And then I would say to headline, I got to go with my guy, John Mayer. I love <laughs> his music. I know that might throw a lot of people off, but he got me into like, playing guitar and like kind of doing like poppy sort of jazz stuff early on. And then obviously kind of transferred over to blues and does a whole bunch of other stuff. And now he's back to like more like he did folk stuff for a little bit and then um, kind of transfer that all over. And then uh, just to throw Scott off because I know he said three bands, but mm-hmm. I'm going to, sne- I'm going to sneak <laughs> another band in there um, on a secret, a secret side stage at this show. I have to put city and color uh unfortunately the show got rescheduled for the fall that is going to philly um but i i i've been dying to see him for years now and so 
it just so happens that this this thing has to exist and that I couldn't see him. So I'm hoping, <laughs> fingers crossed, it is at least mellowed out so that I can go see uh, Dallas Green. But I would say I would say those four bands, even though I was only supposed to pick three, I'm breaking <laughs> the rules. Uh, I, I'd have to say those those are the bands that I have to go with currently. But again, much like anything, it can change <laughs> in an instant. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, or, or be canceled in an instant. Or be canceled. Uh, as yeah. we know all too well. <laughs> uh, don't say that. Now you just bummed me out, Scott. I'm, I'm really hurt right now. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean, the last thing that I usually like to round up with is kind of just asking for either a piece of advice or something you've been thinking about lately, you know, whether about music or life or, you know, whatever's just on your mind that you'd like to share piece of advice um wow i i feel like i gotta go with the advice thing so youtube you know um <laughs> uh i probably say and it sounds stupid cliche but it's it's really true like uh do what you love like i i think that you know i know it says a lot of people say that and it's generic as all hell but really truly like if you if you believe in what you do and you want to do it like you're going to you know, it's that positive reinforcement of like doing stuff. Like I didn't think I was, like I said earlier, I didn't think that I was going to continue doing this whole YouTube thing. And like after the first year and I, I had a bunch of my friends be like, you should continue doing this. Like I've never seen you like change so much personality wise. And um, to most people who probably don't know this is that like prior to me starting audio addiction, I was pretty quiet pretty reserved like totally a 180 from what i am now and i would have to say it has a lot to do with the channel and like just being you know having that self-confidence of like knowing that this is something that is i wouldn't even say a demon but something that is just like oh my god like i don't know if i could talk to these bands that i like love like that just seems ridiculous like why <laughs> why would you do that like you're gonna be so nervous you're gonna be sweating you're gonna be uncomfortable and you know to, to like I said to interview one of my favorite bands of all time I the Mighty was such a dream and, and I think that after that point I was like you know what I can interview any band now and not feel like super nervous I feel like I'd still feel nervous <laughs> um, there are still some bands on my list that that I haven't yet interviewed but I'm hoping that in this quarantine time that I might be able to to scoop them up but um, but yeah, I, I would say just go for your dreams. Like it does sound cliche, but generally like I wouldn't be doing this whole YouTube thing and I wouldn't have had all, all the opportunities afforded to me if I didn't just take the chance and do it. Like I would rather look back on life and be like, you did this really cool thing. Like you got to meet all these cool people, including yourself, Scott. And you know, like I, I wouldn't be able to say that if I didn't do it. And I think that, just by like, you know, allowing myself to have that sort of mental process. And I want to do it. I want to see what happens, you know, no matter where it goes, I want to, you know, I want to ride it to as, as close to the end as I can. And so um, I would just say anybody listening to this, um, just follow what you want to do. Like it, it generally has changed my life. And, you know, I, I think for the better, for sure. So I would say just follow your heart and like, you know, do do what you want to do, and I, I will show for sure. Yeah, for sure. That speaks a lot to my journey as well. I feel like, and um, 
let's get it out in the universe. Who are those two or three that you're trying to really nail down now? That oh, would be man. <laughs> I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. So I have to say the first band that got me into heavy, like metalcore, like the bands that like, you know, music I love now, um, I would have to say top three right now. Uh, I grew up in a religious home, so I wasn't able to listen to like, you know, really just out there bands like cuss bands that would cuss a lot. So there, there, I had a very limited roster growing up, but there were some bands that, that I would, that I'd like to interview. So I have four, which is a lot, but I'm hoping that, you know, I know Scott's got the clout here, so it, <laughs> it could happen. Um, so first one, first and foremost, uh, I think one of the bands that got me into alternative music is Reliant K. Um, I know that they're still kind of around ish, um, but I'd love to interview them. Matt Thiessen's just such a great songwriter. Uh, he's had some, like all of their records have some of my favorite songs that have ever been written on like any record. But if I had to pick um, a specific record that I like the most is um, uh, five scored seven years ago. That's like one of my favorite records of all time. So I have to give that a shouty. Um, another band that I love, uh, that I, I was actually my first concert and I have the shirt somewhere in my apartment of August Burns Red. They signed the back of this, like, you know, one of the, and Scott, you must know, like one of those like atypical, like emo shirts, like mm -hmm. it was like bright green. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. it had like the, had those like black and white, like stars on them and stuff. <laughs> like it was really cheesy. Like if, and yeah. I'm just saying, and as I'm saying it now, I'm like, yeah, that's really cheesy. And I probably shouldn't have said it, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> it was um, a look. It was a look. It was a look for the time. So I have to give myself a little bit of a pass on that. But I remember standing in line and waiting for them. I think, I think it was in between Messengers and Constellations, which are by far my two favorite ABR records. Um, and so August Burns Red uh, seems... I'm going to say seems because I'm not entirely sure. It seems like more of a possibility because I do um, know someone, uh, some people that are in contact with that. So I, 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 you know, again, putting it out in the universe out there. So hopefully somebody from ABR will listen to my <laughs> plea. Uh, I would also say, I think we're up to two now. Yeah. Um, so another one, which is a poster I'm looking at right now, uh, is under oath. I feel like a lot of people that got into post hardcore and like metalcore and on stuff always cite under oath, and I, I feel like that would be an incredible opportunity. I've met them a couple times now, um, but I, I feel like it would be very cool to interview them uh, as well. And then the last band to kind of round it out, um, which Scott, you may or may not have a connect to. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna say. The Devil Wears Prada, uh, they're one of my one of my favorite bands as well. Um, that I think it was that same. I went to this like religious festival and um, they had like August Burns Red, Devil Wears Prada, Norma Jean, Before Their Eyes, like all these classic like you know religious metalcore, post hardcore like screamo bands mm -hmm. and then they had like reliant k on there too it was like a good <laughs> mishmash of just like that genre of music um so I, I would say i owe a lot to the those four bands in particular um that i can think of off the top of my head those those would be 
if I got any one of those before the year is over with, I think I would, I think I would consider 2020 a success. I know most people are canceling 2020, but I think I would be very happy if, if any one of those four bands were like, yeah, we checked out Scott's, uh, you know, podcast and we, we really feel like we would want to come on your show. Then I'd, I'd probably huck my phone across my apartment and freak out. So <laughs> Well, I, I do not condone violence against your phone, but I'll, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. I think those are definitely doable goals. So I'm sure I, I bet at least one of those will happen before the end of the year. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I have I feel the positive energy of, of life coming through. So I'm hoping, again, that happens. Uh, I would not be upset if it didn't happen because those are some, again, some high-tier high bands out in the scene now. So, um, But who knows? Quarantine might might bless me with some <laughs> some good interviews <laughs> for sure was there anything else that i uh, haven't hit on that you wanted to get out there um not not too much just if you guys uh want to check out uh scott and i's interview um it is on uh the youtube channel which i'm sure he'll he'll leave in some sort of description i'm not course, you know again i don't know about the podcast life <laughs> i know scott knows it way better than i do uh, so I know he'll he'll give me the justice, but um, check out our interview first. I thought it was really great. I had I've only known Scott through the lens of the Great Heights band, so it was cool getting to know him as as an individual and being able to talk to him about being what he does, which is also interviewing. So it was very cool. Uh, you know, the crossover event of 2020, Hell one yeah. that you've always wanted. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just. Uh, if you want to keep updated with the content, just follow me on social media. Most of it is audio addiction media. I think Twitter is the only one that is not is audio addiction underscore uh, because we didn't have enough characters for Twitter. So <laughs> shout out to Twitter. Uh, but other than that, yeah, post uh, five day week, five days a week at five p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you know you can almost always expect a video. Uh, and I'm hoping it just kind of brings some like positivity during this this quarantine time that, you know, you can watch me be an idiot on my own YouTube channel uh, for, <laughs> for laughs and for your affection. So <laughs> Brendan's passion and dedication is infectious. The amount of work he puts into audio addiction is amazing. And you should surely go ahead and subscribe if you're a fan of in-depth reviews and interviews spanning plenty of genres. And feel free to start with the interview he just put up with me. Also, I finally put together a Spotify playlist of all the past musical guests. That'll be in the show notes too, so make sure to give it a listen. Maybe you skipped out on an episode because you didn't know the band. This could be the perfect opportunity to discover that you love them. I may even add new songs before an episode drops as a way to reveal the next guest, so follow along. A special thank you as always to The Alternative for helping to promote the show, Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Michaela Jane Palermo for the artwork. You can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast and following the show on Twitter and Instagram at FlyInTheCallPod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at FlyInTheCallPod at gmail.com. Keep loving music. Keep that audio addiction. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. 
Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.